Welcome to the Second Course Podcast, a production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. Every week we discuss our sermon series to expand on what God is teaching us. Grab a chair and join us at the table. Greetings, everyone, and thank you for joining us once again for the Second Course Podcast, a podcast production of Coppell Bible Fellowship. My name is Nathan. I am one of the pastors here, and today I am joined by Barkef Osegan, our senior pastor, and Brent Lamb, our Woo-hoo. worship pastor, ding, ding, ding. who still has a job after giving this horrible stuff to us that said he would help our voice, but uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, oh, all the professionals use this, and it tastes like rotten celery. Well, it's professional strength, so Profe- if you're not a professional maybe you can't handle it well okay so yes i we are still quite the amateurs here clearly clearly well it is thanksgiving week and uh i hope everybody is looking forward to it uh any of you guys going out of town you staying here oh here for thanksgiving here for thanksgiving us too um not going anywhere we're leaving at christmas but you know thanksgiving is at home my kids are home enjoying the time as we force them to clean the house <laughs> for a dinner that's not even happening at our house. It's happening somewhere else. But I thought Thanksgiving week's a great time to uh, jump into this past Sunday's message because we are continuing. We're in Jonah 3. And uh, I thought, what a cool um, juxtaposition of Thanksgiving and talking about God's unmerited grace, Amen. which was Amen. A, a really... Uh, it kind of struck and hit home as I was sitting there this Sunday. It's like, oh, yeah, man, that is a great lineup for for that. So, Barkef, if you will just kind of fill us in a little bit on, uh, you know, kind of give us an overview of the message, and we'll go from there. You bet, you bet. We're back in Jonah, that uh, reluctant prophet who has run 2,500 miles in the wrong direction of what God had given him to do, decided he didn't want to go talk to the Ninevites, and God grabs his attention via a storm and grabs him personally via a sea monster. And while in the stomach of the sea monster, finally, finally, he awakens to the fact that he is not called on the Lord God of grace and mercy. And he does. And God answers his prayer and up chucks him right up onto the land. And uh, that often a preacher feels like we're just the upchuck of God. So, uh, which, <laughs> so I got to tell you, the minute you said that, I'm looking around the room going, who are our that, guests that this week? Is, that's, that's pretty much who we are. Yeah. So God, by God's grace, he uses us in spite of that. And what was really encouraging is as we see that God comes to uh, Jonah the second time and gives him that same assignment, we are reminded that God doesn't hold grudges. The moment we turn to him, he is gracious and merciful, and he wants to forgive us and to get us back on our feet and going in the right direction, and he does exactly that with Jonah. And he gives Jonah the message, and it's a very stark message. It's actually a message of grace, although it doesn't sound like one when you first uh, hear it uh, bump off your ears here. Yet 40 days, and Nineveh will be overthrown. And yet we find uh, Jeremiah making it clear, listen, when God gives you that kind of a warning, it's his grace. Yeah. It's saying, I'm giving you opportunity to awaken to who I am and the grace I want to give you. And sure enough, the Ninevites respond. Mm-hmm. And it's just a glorious thing to see. God does answer prayer. We see him answering the prayer of the sailors. We see him answering uh, Jonah's prayer, and then we see him answer the prayers of the Ninevites, and that's a glorious thing. You know, you mentioned and and emphasized that God doesn't hold grudges, which I think sometimes as people, because we do, you know, a lot of times we uh, 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 
impose our own feelings on God, which obviously we can't do. But one thing I love is that transition between chapter two and chapter three. As soon as his prayer is done, the very next thing is, and God commanded the fish to spit him out. And you don't hear, well, God let him sit there for a few more days. To <laughs> I make ruminate. Sure. We're going to let you <laughs> stew in this for a little bit. It was, I realized where I went wrong and went off the track. I've asked for forgiveness. I've, I've declared where I was wrong, and boom. And that was, uh, uh, we'll get to this in a minute, but I really loved how you illustrated and described what does it mean to, as those who are saved by grace, we have everlasting life, to be able to ask God for forgiveness. Because when we're talking about, his unmerited grace, a lot of times, or most of the time, we're thinking the big picture. Right, right. But we're not necessarily digging down into the uh, the day-to-day, which was where the uh, emphasis of this message was. So, um, Brent, you got a chance to listen to it. Do you have anything that jumped out at you? Not really. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I think that that's one of the points that, that I walked away with was, man, at any time that we that we turn, repent, and say, okay, there's there's not a waiting period. Like, okay, now you have to, did you really repent? You mm-hmm. know. And I thought about Luke 15 where the the guy comes home, the father's on the porch, he's yep. waiting, he sees him, he runs to him, the father runs to him. He don't know if the kid's repented or not. Right, right. He's just gone out there. He was there. just praying, hey. You know, there he is. He's he's come home, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I I love that about the father that he, when we do repent, he's mm-hmm. like, all right, let's keep moving forward then. Yeah, you know, I always, you know, God is proactive, and then but there's this other element of he's like, look, I'm ready to do this mm-hmm. if you right. will mm-hmm. just, you know, clear your head and come back from your your stupid head. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm ready to do this. Absolutely. Um, and I think that's that's really uh, comforting. What I find a lot of times, even I'll I'll admit this, and I hear from people, it's almost like as people we have it's so hard for us to comprehend that or to embrace it that it's almost like that we ask for forgiveness and then we feel we have to make it up to him. Right. Which is right. not at all what he's saying here. Exactly. That's exactly. that's not unmerited. Grace, that's trying to work your way back into it. And so I don't know what your thoughts are on that and how that can trip people up. Well, you know, I actually have a personal story with my twin boys when they were still in diapers. Have we cleared this? <laughs> no, go for it. No, they don't no, no, go for it. They don't listen anyway. It's cool. No, no when they were about two, they were, they were still in diapers. We were actually on the beach, mm-hmm. and I had got up that morning and, re- and took my usual 50-yard run. And, uh, and and so there had been a storm the night before, and and so I found a dead shark that was about two feet long. Uh-huh. I found starfish. I found some really cool things that had washed up during the storm. So I, I made a mark in the sand where I could remember where we were, and so I went back. I said, I want the boys to experience this stuff. Yeah. So we go back, and I get them. And obviously in our family uh, with twin boys, we always fought over who had to take Hayden because Hayden was the Mustang and, you know, it was going to be a full-time job. <laughs> right, right. So Laurie, knowing that, grabs Hunter first and says, okay, let's take a walk on the beach. <laughs> I'm going to take the easy one. So, so I get Hayden, and so we're walking, and we hadn't walked very far, and one of the, one of the waves of the water ending just washed over his feet. And he, he stopped, and he looked at me, and he, and he – pulls his hand out of my hand, and he goes out in the waves and stands 
knee deep, which was about six inches. You right know, for, when him, yeah. for him, eight inches. Still is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And and so this way he just waits and he waits and the next wave comes in and mm-hmm. knocks him. Ooh. Knocks him down. So I go get him, you know, and I was like, Yeah, it's really important that you stay with me because I have a lot of stuff planned for you down the beach. Mm. That's really cool stuff. I like stay with dad, you know. So we walk, we walk, walk. Another wave hits him. He's already forgot what happened. He goes out in the wave, and the bigger wave hits him, you know. So he's walking. And so it happens two or three times. And now we got like half the ocean in his diaper, you know. (laughs) Because diapers are made to soak stuff up. Yeah, that's what they do. He's literally leaving a trail (laughs) of sand at this point. And by now, Laurie and Hunter are like a half a mile down. They're gone. And so I'm thinking, dude, you keep wasting time. I. I have something for you that is specifically for mm. you to experience. A good thing. A, a good, good thing. thing. And you keep wasting time being distracted by these waves. And it was like, golly, man, this what what is wrong with this kid? And then I hear the Holy Spirit He's go. He's just like his daddy. <laughs> He's just like his daddy. I'm like, okay, Lord, yeah, yeah. Because I, I that that way is it, it's 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 the story of Jonah. Yeah, like, I need you to go do this, and it's going to be awesome if you'll do it. And mm-hmm. I'm going before you, and it's going to, it's all planned out. You just need to do it, and he wouldn't do it. Yeah, and so I, you know, I, I just think, golly, why are, why are we like that? You know, why are we? Why do we see things like okay, we trust the Lord. Okay, we know we have mm-hmm. a great track record with Him. He's faithful. We can trust Him. We just need to follow Him, and we get to experience all this great stuff. And then we go, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if we want to do that or not. Like I've got my own agenda, and you know, and then yeah, you know, you, then then sea monsters come into the story. It's horrible. I hate that one. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just uh, everybody's experienced that. <laughs> um, you know, you you said something there, and it's not. And for the first time, I just considered this in the story is that. Not only was this an instruction for uh, for Jonah from the Lord to go do this, this was an opportunity for him to see on full display God's power, God's grace, and yet he runs from it for selfish reasons. And later he he goes into that, which you know it's like sometimes you know chapter four is like adventures and missing the point, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just <It's>, like us, <laughs> just like us. Um, but I will be honest with you, as a kid growing up and hearing this story, you know, you get tied up in the sea monster part, uh, but you kind of miss what's going on because it seems like such a quick little uh, uh, aside almost that, you know, when the Ninevites heard this, they were like, oh, okay, we need to we need to turn. Took them this- 10 verses yeah. <laughs> to preach a single, uh, really five-word sermon, sermon, and then they turn. Yeah, it's like, boom. And yet he's... We'll find out later is is frustrated by this, mm-hmm. um, and and I don't want to give too much away for next week because uh, obviously course, we don't want to dive into that. But um, what do you think for us gets in the way of us being able to see the potential or the opportunity to experience what God is doing? Um, you know, to be short-sighted like Jonah to sit there and go, I could see something amazing, but yet it's my, I'm going to run this way. What do you guys think are some of the most contributing factors? That's a for great us? question. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, he knew I was looking at him when I was like looking straight at him. Well, the fact of matter is we find out later on that Jonah really did have his eyes completely earthbound. 
just completely earthbound, and and so do we. And it's very, it's difficult. It's a supernatural thing, the grace of God upon us, Mm -hmm. that we would have our eyes on eternity Mm -hmm. and on what really, really matters. And and when we're not in His Word, and when we find ourselves easily distracted, and then embrace the distraction. Well, then we're in trouble. Yeah. So I think that's that's really what we have here, which is why it's an interesting thing when when in chapter two it says, you know, Jonah says, while I was fainting away, he had to get to the point of fainting away before he remembered the Lord, and that sounds just like me, just wow. like me. And then there's but there's an entire book where he's chapters and books and you know. It, God's word is sitting there going, have I not proven this to you over and over and over again? And yet we just get, like you said, so short-sighted. Um, I, I love the song that uh, Brent has introduced us to numerous times now, and that's Evidence, that Evidence song. Yeah. I see the evidence of his goodness mm-hmm. all over my life, and uh, we tend to see it and then ignore it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. God, you're awesome now. <laughs> Where are you? I'm going to do my own thing. Well, it's awesome in the moment, right? It's yeah, like, yeah. yes, I'm, yeah. you know, deliverance. And then two days later, oh, what happened? <laughs> We've it's, forgotten it's just, it already. Yeah, it's just really encouraging, though, that when you read stories like this in Jonah and, and all, all through the Scripture, excluding the Lord himself, mm-hmm. the person that the story is about is always the most messed up person in the story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, that encourages me. Yeah, exactly. it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm like, in this story. I'm the central character. I, I just find it interesting. You know, people always ask, "Okay, well, well who wrote the book of Jonah?" Because it so denigrates Jonah. Yeah. you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And uh, did did he ever wake up? Well, who wrote it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. The very fact that he's willing to write about all of his failures, even after this great revival. How his attitude was so messed up, and that yeah. God had to give him one last uh, piece of information. Mm-hmm. Oh, sh- shouldn't I care? And then Jonah says, "You know what? I'm not going to write this about how suddenly I was awakened. I'm just going to leave it where most of us stay." I know that's <laughs> always that's always been one of the coolest things I've thought about that is to be that transparent of. And how powerful is that? Yeah, that's it's more go. powerful than say, oh, by the way, let me beat my chest because I finally awakened. Yeah, no, no, I he says, you it. know what? Here, here's where I was, and here's where yeah, I tend to stay. Exactly. Well, the only, I mean, and I, I think this has been this was one of my favorite chapters of this whole series, and uh, you know, I was sitting there thinking to myself, okay, here's this example that God lays out for all of us, and I'm thinking the last interaction with my children when they did something a little <laughs> off kilter and I'm thinking so did I I say I extend grace to them but then right, I hold I? that thing in my pocket yeah. right right <laughs> I got it ready for the day that we're going to we're going to bring it back out but mm-hmm. uh, yeah so glad God did do that I know well if there was one thing you wanted to encourage our people for Thanksgiving in light of this message what would it be you'd want to say to them well gosh I think corporately as a church like like there's there's a lot going on and it's some really cool stuff and we're we're seeing people just come out of the woodwork and, and new people and, I, and like I, I just feel like this we're in a time where our ministries are thriving and if they're not thriving yet they're on the verge of thriving mm-hmm. and there's 
there's a lot of excitement in our team leaders and our ministry leaders and uh gosh it, it just feels like we're ramping up mm. for something uh bigger than than what we've seen and uh which as pastors we go okay okay <laughs> buckle up boys buckle up but yeah i i just i feel like you know this uh December first, it will start my eleventh year here, man. And so, we've seen, you know, as mm-hmm. as all churches and all ministry, there's ebb and flow. Yep. And uh, but and we've had some great times in the past, and but I feel like right now we're we're really starting to to hit our stride, mm-hmm. and 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 God's doing stuff. And I, not that we're perfect, but I think we've got a clear vision on what yeah. we're supposed to be doing, and we're actually being proactive in that to spend our time doing that cool. and without this crazy pace and just mm-hmm. like, we're okay, let's just, let's work smart, but you know, not hard, yeah. but smart. And, and let's, how can we, everything we do, let's be a, a, as effective as we can. And, mm. and I, f- I feel like we're, we're in that m- rhythm, you know, yeah. of like, okay, okay. And so, you know, in, in, in the past, it's like, if we could just get to the holidays, everything will shut down. <laughs> You know, we can catch our breath and figure out, you know, what's next. And, yeah. and I don't feel that way this year. Mm-hmm. I, I awesome. feel like, like, okay, holidays are here. And we're mm-hmm. obviously it's a big time in, in the worship tech world, you know, that, that I oversee. But yeah, we're tired, but we're, we're excited. It's like, I think it's going to be, it's going to be a great 23. I agree. I agree. You know, we talk about uh, God's grace upon us. And at the same time, I, I want to just, I'm thankful for the grace that our church family extends to us. Yeah, amen. They Absolutely. see us going you took, and blowing, you, you but they're very, they're very, very gracious toward us, and it it means a lot. It really does mean amen. a lot, and I'm very grateful for this church family. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah, I mean that's that's the you know we're not perfect. We uh, we are doing this by God's grace and strength, and right. that's the thing I think I'm most thankful for is knowing my shortcomings that. Uh, God's grace is just to continue to allow me to be in ministry um, yep. all this time. I mean, I'm coming up on twenty some years. I'm no, I'm the Man, young you're, guy. You're old. I'm the young guy. But so when old. you start going, when you start going twenty years of it, it's like wow, that went really quick. Um, you know, the older you get, the deeper your voice gets. So everybody out there, guess who's yeah. the oldest here? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm still waiting. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> Did you think we were going to end up there? <laughs> no, surprise! That's surprise. the beauty of that's the beauty of a podcast. You yeah. never know what's going to happen. Exactly, and then it comes out. But well, hey, you know what? Um, thank you guys once again, Barkev. Uh, thank you for being uh, willing and uh, open to share more. I think you always are. I don't even know why we have to thank you for that because you know we can't get you to be quiet. So Jabberwocky yeah. here. <laughs> Well, we hope you guys all have a amazing Thanksgiving. Hopefully, you get to celebrate with your family. Um, hopefully, if, if not with family, you have friends who are looking out for you and, and letting you be a part of their lives. So um, we have so much to be thankful for. We are praying that God would remind you uh, in that day and, and all week long and all year long uh, how his grace has been extended to us all. And we are recipients and we experience that. So, Amen. Barkef, Brent, thank you guys. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you guys after the holiday. Thank you for joining us for the Second Course Podcast. We hope you were blessed and encouraged by the discussion. If you'd like more information about Coppell Bible Fellowship, you can check us out at coppellbible.org or email us at info at coppellbible.org. 
However, the best way to get to know our church is to join us on Sunday at 9 or 1045 a.m. We would love to see you.